The following is a presentation of the Retro Network. 1564 Welcome to a very Brady podcast. I am one of your hosts. My name is Jimmy. And with me as always is the other host of the show, Tag. Boo! Happy ah. Halloween, Jimmy. Oh, happy. Merry Halloween! <laughs> Halloween. <laughs> and on this podcast, yeah. we celebrate the iconic TV show, The Brady Bunch. As we break down the bunch one episode at a time, what we do, Tech, as you know, mm-hmm. yep. we break it down. Mm-hmm. We get it an awesome anniversary gift. Mm. Only to half listen, mm. tell everyone we got a great deal, mm-hmm. and then screw them over financially in the end by making them pay for it themselves. <laughs> All for your listening enjoyment. <laughs> On today's episode, we look at season four, episode 16, entitled Amateur Night. If you haven't watched this episode, please feel free to stop the podcast and go watch it before continuing. You don't have to, but it might make it a hell of a lot more funny if you do. The Brady Bunch is available to stream on Hulu, CBS All Access, Paramount Plus, and Amazon Prime! So how was your week? It was ca- <laughs> yes. chatty and something about wine. Ah. <laughs> no. Fine as wine kind of chatty, you know what I mean? Dang it. Yes. Oh, God, why can I never remember that? I like I said, it's more entertaining when you don't remember. I guess. <laughs> but I swear I'm not doing it on purpose. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so today, as you mentioned today that we're recording is Halloween. It's Halloween night. It is Halloween. Mm-hmm. Yes. So that's yeah. fun. Did you do anything tonight for Halloween with kids? Not tonight. We did this afternoon. We went to the park and rode bikes and stuff like that. It was pretty fun. You didn't go trick-or-treating with the kids or anything? No, my youngest, my five-year-old doesn't eat candy. And he has okay. zero desire to go trick-or-treating. <laughs> um, and then my two older ones are, are arguably too old to trick-or-treat. So, no. Nope. <laughs> yeah. But we have enough candy that we bought anyway, so. That's usually what, what me and my son do. We just buy a bag of candy and then just sit at home and just eat. Yep, but, exactly. um, cause he's just not into trick or treating anymore. He was never really a big trick or treater. Like right. we get all dressed up and we'd go out after like 15 minutes. He's like, I'm done. <laughs> you know? yeah. He's like, I'm ready to go home. <laughs> you know? I remember me and you doing it and it seemed like we would go out trick or treating as soon as the sun went down and we would stay out until like the porch light started to go out. Yeah, yeah. We were out for a while. Yeah, we were out for like three hours. Our legs were tired trying to think of other houses <laughs> yeah. to go to. Like, Yeah. But my son and I just stay in and uh, we watched The Shining. We just got done with that. He had mm. never seen yeah, it. Yeah. So, What did he think? He liked it. That was pretty good. 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 Yeah. It's a classic. Yeah. Me and my Stanley daughter Kubrick. watched um, a, little bit, a little bit controversial that she watched it probably, but it's uh, The Autopsy of Jane Doe. Hmm. I, I mean, it does show a, a dead person nude, but it's a woman yeah. and she's a young woman. So I didn't really yeah. see. I mean, she's looked in the mirror, I'm assuming, some, at some point in her life. So, Yeah, I'd forgotten there was a nude scene in The Shining. Oh, the old lady, yeah. Yeah, and then uh, 
And so my son, he's always like, anytime there's any kind of a scene like that, he always immediately covers his head, <laughs> <clears throat> you know, because it's awkward watching it with dad, you know, or whatever. Right. <clears throat> and he, so I had to like describe to him what was happening. So he's got his head under the blanket and I'm like, okay, so this naked woman is in the bathtub and she's getting out now. She's walking towards him and I'm like describing it. And he's just sitting there looking at her and he's kind of smiling like, oh yeah. And she's just <laughs> walking closer and now he's walking to her and now they're making out. Now it's getting heavy. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. And then now it's an old lady corpse. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. Just show them the show them the version of it in um in um, Ready Player One because they don't show nudity in that one. So it's it's the same scene. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I've only saw that movie once. It's been a while. Oh, okay. But maybe we'll have to revisit it. There you go. Just the last part when they go to the shining. Hmm. Yeah. All right. So um, that's fun. Mm-hmm. So little fun fact also, mm-hmm. I uh, a while back before you had really joined the show, I created a t-shirt to commemorate this episode. Very nice. Back. I haven't really pushed much into it. I haven't pushed it at all. Um, kind of waiting, I guess, for this episode, I guess. But um, okay. if you go in the Tee Public store, you'll find a silver platter shirt that I made. Yes. And uh, I made it look like like they were like a metal band, so it was like a metal <laughs> style logo, and it was it says the silver platters, and you know, uh, have a sunshine day or something like that underneath. There you it. go. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. So go check it out. Maybe I'll post something in the Amazon. Wow, Amazon. Wow. Amazon Prime. <laughs> Instagram. I'll post it in Instagram. <laughs> cool. Cool. Neato. Neato. And also about this episode, why does Jan keep fucking up anniversary gifts? <laughs> if we With remember, the same guy. <laughs> last year, it was the family, well, the photo of the kids. Right. And she broke it with running into a bike because she wasn't wearing her glasses. <laughs> <laughs> and then this year, she fucks it up again. Right. But I mean, last year, she bought it from the same guy. Was it the same guy? Yeah, it's the, it's the same. It was the photographer from the last anniversary special. Hmm. Anniversary special. Like, What's that? <laughs> you think you'd be like, oh, you again. Cool. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, maybe that's why he's like, Jan Brady. <laughs> it's like it's his nemesis or something. You're going to fuck something <laughs> up, aren't you? So, yeah. <laughs> I just know I'm going to get more money out of you. So I like seeing you walk in. Exactly. Oh, it's that time of year again, Jan. Get ready to pay <laughs> double. Yes. Christmas bonus. Yeah. Because <laughs> all your fuck-ups every year, I put my kids through college. It, wouldn't it be funny if he quit being a photographer because like, he just had enough with Jan? He's like, I can't do this anymore. So after that whole thing, he quit. And then he goes to this department store, and now she walks in. He's like, damn it. <laughs> you probably fun. quit being a department store guy. Probably he's going off and do something else. <laughs> well, we'll Here find out next season. anniversary time (laughs) (sighs) cool cool yep alright well I guess uh, it's been long enough I'm getting tired yeah (laughs) I need a break yeah so let's go ahead and take a break so you can practice your tumbling and um, (laughs) when we come back we will uh, get into this 
<laughs> we we will get into this. Yes, all right. Hey, we will watch be. This. Watch this one. Watch this. <laughs> oh, we're gonna break. Watch this. Okay. All right. We'll be back. Watch out. comic book fan we've got a few questions for you were you obsessed with x-men as a kid did you stand in line to get a copy of the death of superman in the black poly bag did you buy every image comic no matter how long it took to hit the shelves then have we got the show for you Wizards, the podcast guide to comics, is the podcast where Adam and Michael re-examine the 90s comic book boom through the pages of Wizard Magazine and explore the world of gimmick covers, massive crossover events, and find out if those 20 copies of X-Force number one you stashed in your long box really did put your kids through college. And that's not all. We also bring you exclusive interviews with former Wizard staff members who tell behind-the-scenes stories from the guide to comics that defined a generation. In our special series, The Wizard Files. And wait, there's more! You'll get mini-episodes with 90s comic book reviews and more nostalgic fun. Wizards, the podcast guide to comics is brought to you by the Retro Network every Wednesday. So subscribe today on your favorite podcast app, and remember to keep your books bagged and boarded. And we are back. Mm. Ooh, man. I think I pulled something that time. I think so, too. Yeah, the way your leg went one way and your butt went the other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll be okay, though. I think. Right. I'll try to keep going. Just take some ibuprofen and, you know, Marco Polo <laughs> me in the morning. Um, so, we have The yeah. Brady Bunch, Season 4, Episode 16, entitled Amateur Night. Hmm. I remember when you used to go to amateur night, get up there on the pole and shit. Yeah. <laughs> you, you remember that? And it was always hmm. to Guns N' Roses. It was weird. Um, <laughs> anyways, let's get into this. Some facts about the episode. It first aired January 26th, 1973. Written by January? Sam Locke and Milton Paschal. Okay. And directed by Kevin's dad, Jack Arnold. <laughs> Jack <laughs> According hmm. to IMDb, the opening shot of this episode shows the Old May Company department store on Wilshire Boulevard in Los Angeles. Yeah. It's a Sunshine Day was written by Stephen R. McCarthy and performed by the Brady Kids. Hmm. I wonder, so where did they meet Stephen McCarthy at? Was he like the next door neighbor? <laughs> Never mind. It's a joke. Um, <laughs> he was. He works in the studio. There. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> Keep On was written by Jackie Mills and Thomas Jenkins, performed mm. by the Brady Kids. Mm. The man who plays the department store employee is the same man that played <laughs> the photographer who took the kid's picture for Mrs. Brady anniversary present the year before. Mm. That's so kind of cool, true. right? Yeah, because it's true. We already discussed that. There you go. There's one more, but it's a secret. It's a secret oh. you can't know yet. 
I, I know of another fun fact too, but I'm not going to bring it up till the end. Either. I wonder if it's the same fun fact. <gasps> oh, is it the same it fun is. fact? I don't know. Okay. All right. <laughs> Guess we'll right, find out at the end. I already wrote it kind of as a teaser at the bottom. So, oh, it's at the very end. Well, that's where I was going to bring it up and go, hey, and then ask oh, okay. a question. It's probably the okay. same one. Anyways, mm-hmm. we'll see. <clears throat> All right. We fade in. Scene one. We open in a department store. We see Jan walking around and looking at fancy silverware, all in glass cases. Behind her, we see a lady in a pink dress with a matching hat paying for something. When she's done, Jan approaches the salesman, who politely says, Good afternoon, young lady. May I help you? Jan replies, We were in here last week, and we ordered an anniversary gift for our parents. A silver platter. The salesman thinks saying silver platter oh yes the brady children Hmm. jan continues saying and i came in the next day and ordered the engraving the salesman squints his eyes at jan and says ah of course you're jan brady see he says that shit (laughs) my nemesis (laughs) jan gets excited asking if it's ready the salesman tells her that it just came in this morning i'll get it for (laughs) you and turns around to pick it up. He picks up the platter, which is wrapped in a cloth bag. As he pulls it out, he tells Jan, I think you'll find it exactly the way you ordered it. (laughs) Jan takes one look at the platter and says, Oh, that's beautiful. She then begins reading the inscription, Mom and Dad, Happy Anniversary. All our love, Greg, Marsha, Peter, Jan, Bobby, and Cindy. She then turns to the salesman and tells him, I'm glad you were able to fit all our names on it. The salesman tells her that it wasn't easy. One more brother or sister, and we would have had to continue on the back. Mm. Or take a lovely lovely family portrait at my photography studio. (laughs) No, I I threw that last one in. The salesman then turns around telling Jan, I'll get your bill. Jan begins to correct him, saying... We've paid for the platter. I've got the receipt right here. But the salesman says, the bill is for the engraving. Remember? I told you that there would be an extra charge. Jan then remembers saying, oh, yes, you did. Here's the money. She then begins counting out the change saying, okay, here's 50, 60, 70, 85 cents. The salesman thinks for a moment as he looks down at the platter, then back at Jan and says... (laughs) This bill is for $56.23. Jan, confused, tells him, well, you said the engraving was only going to be 85 cents. But the salesman corrects her, saying, 85 cents a letter. Don't you remember? Jan begins to panic, telling the salesman, I guess I wasn't listening very well. She then thinks Hmm. for a moment, then looks back at the salesman and asks, what am I going to do? I don't have the money and my parents' anniversary is next Saturday. The salesman thinks for a moment and says, well, that's still a week away. Perhaps you can raise the money by then. But Jan tries to explain that it took them six months to save up for the platter. The salesman trying to help, but really not knowing what to do about this says, well, I really don't know what to do about this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I thought it was funny. Jan responds telling him, well, I don't either. (laughs) <laughs> but asks if he can hold on to the platter for her. The salesman asks, what else can I do? 
unless I find <laughs> another couple who has an anniversary and six kids named Greg, Marsha, Peter, Jan, Bobby, Cindy. And then tells Jan <laughs> that he's really very sorry. Jan tells him, not half as sorry as I am. The whole thing is my fault. Mm. She then turns and walks away. In a huff. Mm. So. Okay. First of all, like, I, I'm so glad that Jan is like, not like a quote, Karen. As you know. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, yeah. you fucking told me he's 85 exactly, cents yeah. and that's what I'm going to pay. Well, when she, when I first watched it, because again, I have never, a lot of these I've never seen until we review it. Yeah. And, um, when she was like, I got the receipt right here. I'm like, Oh shit. I'm waiting for her hair to change. So it's like high in the back and then kind of low in the front, you know, I'm <laughs> waiting for that, but no, didn't happen. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, you fucking told me. And, but, Oh God. Cause I, I've, I've been in, retail i've been in customer yeah. service you know you deal with these people that like swear up and down like i i work at a call center and so i talk to people mm -hmm. all the time telling them prices and stuff and i say the price the exact same way to every single person to where it's right. tattooed in my brain to say it like that so i tell them a price and then i always add on plus fees and taxes i can't say a price without saying that afterwards it's just mm -hmm. a habit i always do and then they turn around and go well you just told me it was this much why are you now quoting this much Huh. No, I said plus fees and taxes. You know, I and then they try to argue, and it's like, no. I know well, good, I said it. Good a thing it's called. Good thing the call is recorded for quality purposes. That's exactly right. Exactly, <laughs> this call may be recorded for quality purposes. Exactly. Boom. <laughs> anyway, so the conversion, nineteen seventy three money oh, to twenty twenty one money. Do you know? Do you have a guess on how much fifty six dollars and twenty three cents is? Um, screenshot. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> let's see. Um, I'm gonna say two hundred fifty dollars. <laughs> I thought you were gonna nail it exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah, I already looked it up. <laughs> oh no, no. <laughs> You're like, I don't know. Just um, I'm trying to think of how much engraving would cost now. So I wouldn't pay much yeah. more than two fifty. Uh, it's $347.40. But see, then then again, back then, I think it was done by hand. I don't know. Like, first of all, they had to send it away to get engraving. So I don't yeah. know. That's but I mean, weird. nowadays, it's all done by computer. They put in the font. They put in what they want, how deep it is, all that yeah. kind of stuff. And it does it for them. Where mm -hmm. with these, they had to do that. Somebody sat down and did that by hand. Like, that's I how guess. they did it, I guess. Or they probably it's used just... a template. But still, it's still by hand. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. That's just nuts. I'm curious how much the platter cost if the engraving cost $350. How much was the platter? Yeah. Like, oh my God. They must have spent like 500 on the platter. But see, I, I kind of feel like the salesman should have, when Jane ordered the salesman, salesman should have stopped and said, now listen, just so you're clear, this is going to be $56 when it's all said and done. Right. Instead of saying it's going to be 85 cents a letter. Okay, cool. Right on. I told you. And then he just puts in the order. Like, come on, it's right. a child. <laughs> I would have done that with anybody. Cause you'd be yeah. like, what do you want it to say? It's 85 cents a letter. Well, I want to say, uh, happy birthday, John Smith. I'm like, all right, mm -hmm. cool. So your total is going to be $34 and 76 cents. Cool. Mm -hmm. Cool. All right, cool. I'll get the sent off and it should be here next week. Right. You know, but I guess she wasn't listening very well. Uh, she admitted um, it too. Thank God. Also, Jan's outfit made her look like a flight attendant. I thought it was kind of funny, <laughs> except for the fact that she had little anchors on her on her tie thing. But anyways, 
Yes. <laughs> All right. Scene two. Up in the girls' room, we see Marsha asking, Jan, how could you be so stupid? <laughs> <laughs> see, I Don't wrote it know? out phonetically. <laughs> yeah, he did stupid. Don't you know the difference between 85 cents a letter and 85 cents for the whole inscription? <laughs> God, you must feel so stupid. I couldn't believe she said the word stupid. I'm like, well, really? Like, they allowed that? Anyways. <laughs> Jan looks up exasperated and says, yeah, $56.23. Marcia continues berating her sister, saying, nobody told you to order the engraving in the first place. Oh, dang. Jan replies, I know. And explained that she thought it would look nice that way. I wanted to surprise everybody. Marsha, with her hands on her hips, simply says, you sure did. Now we won't have a gift for Saturday for mom and dad's anniversary again. Thanks, Jan. Damn. Yeah. Thanks, That's Jan. Awesome. Thanks, Jan. Thanks. I'm glad, we, I'm glad we put you in charge of this every year. Exactly. It's nice. The, you only do one thing a year. Well, I mean, it's her fault for putting in charge, putting the one person that wears glasses in the whole family in charge of it. I know. <laughs> the hell? It serves them right. Yeah. If you wear glasses, you're not in charge of shit. That's okay. It's not like she's ever screwed anything up anniversary-wise before. (laughs) Jan, feeling optimistic, says, yeah, but we still have a week to raise the money. Marsha is still feeling like Jan is being stupid, asks, how? We can't ask mom and dad for a loan, and who else around here has money? Except maybe Alice. Mm. (laughs) Jan gets excited, saying, sure, Alice. She's always talking about saving up money for a rainy day. Marsha quips, and we're right in the middle of a hurricane season. <laughs> Come mm-hmm. on. And they leave the room. Well, I already said it, but I can't believe Marsha's called Jan stupid. Like, like I would think the director would be like, well, well hold on. Do we have to be that harsh? Like, like, I don't know how you feel about that word, but for me, if somebody calls me stupid, it pisses me off. <laughs> stupid I, is like. I put it in the same realm as dummy or idiot. Or, oh, really? You can call me dummy, idiot. You know, screw off whatever you want to, but for some reason, calling me stupid like pisses me off. Um, <laughs> and so, reading that, I was just like, Oh, that's like if I hear my kids call each other stupid, I'll be like, Hey, 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 no, we don't, don't use that. So, yeah, it's like, Well, I feel like they were like, Should we really call her stupid in the script? Like, I don't know, like, well, it's Jan, so they're like, <laughs> Oh, that's true. It's like, do you think maybe, I mean, stupid's a harsh word, so we use that, like, God damn it, yes, use it. Like, oh. scene three down in the family room we see alice talking on the phone while both watching her story (laughs) and cleaning a figurine we hear her saying what a time for your picture tube to blow (laughs) now what she doesn't know is that albert is falling in love with his woman doctor who has to support an invalid mother who just got evicted from her apartment and poor tommy Mm. He's got to have his tonsils out. Mm. At this point, Marsha walks up to the doorway with Jan through the kitchen and they hear Alice on the phone. Alice continues. And Simon, that's Tommy's mother's brother-in-law, won't lend him the money for the operation. Mm. That cheapskate. I mean, what's a measly hundred dollars? Okay, that reminds me. I have to buy an anniversary present, you know, for my bosses. (laughs) And my insurance premium came due. Yeah, well, Pandy isn't for two weeks. I was wondering, could you lend me a few dollars till then? After hearing this, Jan turns to Marcia and saying, Shoot, 
We need to raise the money. But I guess we can forget about Alice. Hmm. Marsha responds, yeah, let's get out of here before she asks us for a loan. (laughs) I thought for sure the kids were going to be confused on Alice's talk about the stories and the characters. Oh, yeah, that would have been a funny thing. Yeah. And she'd be like, oh, man, like her friend (laughs) has to get her tonsils out. And like, man, (laughs) you don't have any money for that. You know, so I thought that's where I was going to go. But. Guess not. <laughs> that would be a funny other episode where they hear her talking about her soap operas and they yeah. come up with this ridiculous thing that Alice is going through and go to the parents and try to come up with a plan to help her get the, her tonsils taken out or whatever. That'd be fun. <laughs> well, that's um, like my mom. <laughs> my mom, she used to crack me up because she, I would come over to her apartment, you know, just kind of visit her and I'd be like, hey, what's going on? She's like, it's a, I was like, she'd be like, nothing, but did you hear? What Chloe is doing now? And I was like, what? Like, <laughs> so Chloe and, and, and Michelle have gotten into this and then they're going to go and do that. And then this, it's just going on and on. I'm like, are these family members? Who are these people you're talking about? <laughs> Who's Chloe? And she's like, the Kardashians. And I was like, oh, uh, uh. I was like, oh, yeah. See, I don't keep up. <laughs> so, you don't keep like, up with the Kardashians. Yeah, I know. Yeah, and uh, so she would always <laughs> talk to me like they're our family members and stuff. <laughs> it always cracked me up. Anyway, my my mom would call me every once in a while and be like, "Did you hear? Bo is back on the show." Like, oh. <laughs> cool, mom. Cool. Hope's not, lives. but Bo is like, oh, okay. Oh my god, I was watching because uh, I've been rewatching Seinfeld lately, and I was watching an episode that I totally. There was a character from Days of Our Lives that was in an episode of Seinfeld. <laughs> a character was totally, or an actor was? Well, it was an actor. Okay, and it was an actor I completely forgot about. And Patch. as soon as I saw him, I was like, Adrian. Oh my oh. god, no! It was I almost remembered his name just now. Peter. Too. No, <laughs> I remember all these faces as soon as you say names. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> Jack. <laughs> no, it was um, it was the black like police detective guy. Abe. He had like the big mustache. Abe. Abe. Yes. 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 I mean, what? Tack. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh my God, yes. Abe Carter, That's whatever him. his name was. I don't know. Yeah, Carver, I saw Carter, him. He was on Seinfeld, and I was like, "Holy shit!" I was like. <laughs> I haven't seen that guy forever. <laughs> he was like running into an old buddy. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. Hey. You know what's funny? What is, I got a feeling all the girls watching this are just shaking their heads. Just like, oh my God. <laughs> but I got a feeling all the Some guys are like, late. yes, thank you. Another guy <laughs> knows characters from Days of Our Lives. <laughs> and we we don't know characters from Days of Our Lives. We know characters from Days of Our Lives from the 80s and 90s. <laughs> like, well, I mean, me and Tech both had the kind of moms where when their quote unquote stories was on, you yeah. shut up and sat on the couch and didn't make a sound like it's <laughs> something. Well, for a while I got to actually where I was watching it every time too. Like, like my mom would like record it on the VCR. Cause you know, she was at work and we we're all at school. So mm-hmm. we always watched it once everybody got home in the evenings and we watched these <laughs> real lives and, and I started getting into it. And you know, cause yeah, I remember watching it. It was as young as I can remember, you know, right, that right. she'd always watched the show. And so I remember watching all these people my whole life. They were like my family members and you watched them mm-hmm. grow up and you know, you watch, do you remember when little Kimmy Gibbler was yeah, on yeah, these yeah. real lives? Yeah. Cause she, she played, she played what, Mo- Melissa is her name. Um, um, the girl that married Jack. She didn't play. Oh, did she play a younger her? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I think Jennifer. So you're talking about <laughs> Jennifer? That's her name. Yeah, yeah. I don't think she played Jennifer. No, I thought she, she played her when too she was young. Because Jennifer is much older. Right. Then again, characters age faster on soaps. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'd be curious to just watch an episode of Days of Our Lives today just to see who's still there. Oh, you wouldn't like, know. Is, yeah. Is Grandma Horton still there? Probably <laughs> not. She's probably there. passed away. But probably. like Victor Kiriakis, that's Jennifer Aniston's dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyways, we're getting, it was this isn't the, about the well, Brady Bunch. No, I'm not done yet. <laughs> we're not done. So, <laughs> if you ever watch Friends, right? Joey's <laughs> character was on Days of Our Lives, which means they brought on Days of Our Lives actors on the Friends a couple oh, of, oh, a few yeah, times yeah, yeah, here yeah. and there, including the guy that played Jack. Hmm. The guy, you know, they played themselves and all that. And it was hilarious. But why they never brought on the guy who plays Victor Kiriakis because of Jennifer Aniston, I'll never know. Exactly. But he yeah. never appeared on the episode of Friends, which was Yeah, that would have been perfect. Yeah. Anyway. Hmm. Now I'm done. Okay. <laughs> um. So, I don't understand. So, her friend's picture tube blew on her television or... And, like, is, is it where her friend's picture tube blew and Alice is giving her the play-by-play? Or did mm-hmm. a character on the soap opera's picture tube blow? I assumed Kay's TV broke, so she's giving her the play-by-play. Okay, that's just such a weird detail to add. <laughs> like, why couldn't she just be talking about soap operas to her friend? Like, I thought that was a very yeah. strange detail to add. Um, but yeah, also, right. but also a dust statement. Marsha and Jan are incredibly nosy. <laughs> but also, this this scene tells us a lot, right? A, if you're a housekeeper, apparently you're supposed to get your own boss's anniversary presents like <laughs> right two if you employ a housekeeper you don't have to have you don't have to pay for their health insurance <laughs> right because she's having to pay for her own health insurance and d mm-hmm. apparently housekeepers get paid once a month <laughs> Is she say saying, once a month? well she said that her pay period's not her paycheck's not for another two weeks she probably gets paid every two weeks so she blew her whole paycheck already? On her premium. Oh, eh, maybe. And I guess basic living expenses <laughs> as well. Right. Um, where I thought you were going with that when you're talking about the, her friend Kay's TV broke. Right. I thought you were going to go in the direction of, so let me get this straight. Kay's TV is broken, and she's also asking to borrow money from her. Like, bitch, I need <laughs> to buy a new TV. I can't have you describing yeah. every damn show to me for the next week. <laughs> Like, yeah, it sucks that your TV broke. Anyways, uh, do you have any money? Come on. <laughs> so I can buy my boss a present? That is so strange, but okay. I think I'd like right. to get a TV for my family, if you don't mind. Like, well, <laughs> I mean, my boss needs an anniversary. Gift, so. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Scene four. In the den, we see Mike in all his permed gloriousness talking on the phone, asking, couldn't that wait till next week? I see. Oh, I see. I see. <laughs> Slurpee. <laughs> no, no, no. If it has to be that way, I understand. Okay. Thanks, Mr. Phillips. Bye-bye. He then turns to Carol, who, you know, has been <laughs> listening to the conversation and says, honey, about that honeymoon cottage, you remember the leaky roof and the lumpy mattress and the mosquitoes yelling bonsai all night long? <laughs> Mike's like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Carol rolling her eyes says we can't leave on Thursday 
Mike agrees, saying he may have to appear before the planning commission on that design for the courthouse. Carol, shocked, says, wait, you can magically appear places? Because <laughs> he's like, I may have to appear. <laughs> She's like, wait, you can appear like, places? <laughs> well, then we don't have to wait at all. <laughs> Mike's just like, Yep. <laughs> no. Now, Carol replies, honey, I have a great idea for the first time. No. Honey, I have a great idea for the first time in our marriage. I have a great idea for the first time in our marriage. That was just funny. <laughs> that was just funny the way you read it. That is funny. Carol, honey, I have a great idea for the first time. Honey, I have a great idea, comma, for the first time in our marriage, why don't we have an anniversary dinner in town like we always do? Mike, perhaps changing the subject, says, hey, listen, I'm hungry. Carol agrees and tells him dinner is almost ready. But before they can leave, Bobby and Cindy walk in asking, Dad, can I talk to you about something real important? Mike says, well, sure, step into my office here. He then points at Carol saying, hope you don't mind if my secretary stays around. She's very reliable. Kind of <laughs> cute. And I hit that shit when you're not around. Oh, yeah. Cindy informs Mike that it's okay and that Carol can listen too. To which Carol thanks her. <laughs> Bobby, while wringing his hands, asks, well, what do you do when a person needs an awful lot of money real fast? Mike, of course, breaks this down saying, well, it depends on what you mean by a lot. A million dollars? Thousand? Twenty-five cents? Cindy, looking upset and scared, tells Mike, kind of in between. Carol then offers an advancement on their allowance, but both kids immediately say no, insisting it wasn't for them, but for people they know who need an awful lot of money. Cindy adds, fast. Mike thinks on how to answer this and tells them, well, usually people who need money make a loan from the bank. Bobby, feeling like it's too good to be true, asks, just like that, and you get a loan? <laughs> Carol speaks up, answering, well, sure. That's why they have the loan departments. Then, feeling proud of herself, nudges Mike, saying, eh? <laughs> See that? <laughs> I, See, I did that shit. Hell yeah. I helped. Yeah. Where do you, where do you go get a loan? The kids will know forever now, <laughs> the loan department. I just, that's, that's all I can picture. It's like, that's why I have loan departments. I heard nudge Mike, like... See? <laughs> right? Yeah. That's right, right? Right? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Mike, seeing that the kids are beginning to smile, says, of course you have to pay it back, you know. In fact, you have to pay back more than you borrow because the bank adds on interest. Cindy, not quite grasping it, asks, can't you borrow extra so you can pay for the interest? <laughs> Carol actually laughs at her and then says, I'm with her. <laughs> you must feel so stupid. <laughs> Carol's like, Bobby. <laughs> and points. No, I'm showing one. I thought it should be, right, Mike? <laughs> Bobby, having heard what he needs to hear, says, Thanks, Dad. You've been a lot of help. Mike, still confused on what it's all about, simply answers, Yeah, well, anytime. Detective Carol puts her hands on her hip and says, I wonder what they're up to. <laughs> And she pulls out her magnifying glass. Yeah. <laughs> Johnny on the spot. Mike says, well, with our anniversary coming up, 
Maybe they're thinking of a gift. Fucking <laughs> <He> nails. <laughs> Carol thinks out loud, asking, "Yeah, but such high finance, borrowing money from a bank." Mike quips, "Maybe they're planning on paying off our mortgage." And Carol and Mike just laugh. Once again, Robert Reed fucking kills it at talking on the phone. <laughs> I know yeah, he's so good at it. He does this this short little chuckle. You know what I mean? And l- let me go back into it. Yeah. It says, um, um, he goes, uh, couldn't that wait till next week? And he's like, I see. And he goes, no, no, it has, if it has to be that way, I understand. And he, just that no, no, like, yeah. Um, it, it's almost as if his boss, um, asked him, are you sure? Like, are you okay with this? And then he like yeah. chuckles. He's like, no, no, of course. If it has to be that way, I don't know. <laughs> it just it got to me. I was like, man, he's so good at just talking on the phone. I know that's lame, but um, yeah. Why did Mike and Carol quickly stop holding hands when they saw the kids walk in the room? Did you notice that? Because it was Mike's office and she was the secretary. I don't. Know. <laughs> I don't know. Because <laughs> they start they're holding hands or walking out to get dinner because you know Mike's hungry. And as soon as the kids walk in, they immediately stop and step away from each other and say, are you not allowed to hold hands in front of your kids? Like, if so, then I'm guilty. I didn't like, even notice it. I don't know. Um, but also, it's funny because Mike's humping the secretary. I wrote that down too. Hmm. Um, why is Mike telling the kids about loans? Like, you know what I mean? Does he really think that it's an adult that went to his kids and is like, listen, kids, <laughs> I'm having <laughs> financial trouble and I need an 11-year-old's <laughs> advice on this. Hmm. Well, I mean, they just asked, what do people do when they need money? So he said, well, most people go to the bank and they get a loan. Right. Um, Like, I probably would have followed up with, like, is it a kid that's looking for money? (laughs) I would hope so, because if an adult came to my 11-year-old asking him for financial advice, I'd be a little concerned. (laughs) But, (laughs) But, yeah, I mean, I would think that Mike would understand talking to a kid would say something like, well, you can mow lawns. You can, you know, clean up people's yards. You can, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Walk a dog, babysit, you know, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. Um, <laughs> I really like after all the explanations that they say, mm-hmm. the kids are just like, thanks dad. <laughs> <laughs> I like how Mike's just like, all right, whatever. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Scene five. Now we open to see a sign reading Winston Savings and Loan, the friendly bank. Always at your service. As the camera pans over, we see Bobby and Cindy sitting in chairs at a desk and the banker on the phone saying, thank you again for calling us in particular, Miss Whitfield. Mm hmm. Oh, we checked everything. Yes, your credit assets, collateral and regarding your application. We can loan you one hundred thousand dollars at eight percent. Bobby turns to Cindy asking, did you hear that? A hundred thousand dollars. This must be a rich bank. Mm -hmm. Cindy points out the sign while saying, and friendly too. Mm. The gentleman then hangs up the phone with a goodbye now and turns to Bobby and Cindy. He greets them saying, I'm Mr. Goodbody, children. What can I do for you? Cindy opens saying, We want to borrow some money from your rich, friendly bank. Mr. Goodbody simply replies, oh, Bobby adds, just until Saturday, Mr. Goodbody clarifies, and then you'll uh, pay it back. Bobby clarifies again, telling him, no, we first have to pay the man at the department store. 
You see, Cindy and I and all of our brothers and sisters bought a silver platter for our mom and dad. Cindy cuts in saying, and on account of Jan being stupid, Hmm. we owe the department store $56.23. Mr. Goodbody, seeing the kid's predicament, says, ah, I see. (laughs) Bobby adds, that's why we want to borrow some money. Mr. Goodbody, trying not to let the kids down too much, begins explaining, well, when you take out a loan at a bank, somebody has to sign for it. Bobby, not getting it, quickly says, you do it, Cindy, then explains to Mr. Goodbody that she got an A in penmanship. Mr. Goodbody tries another tactic, telling the kids that they would have to have what we call a co-signer. He explains to them that a co-signer is another person who will be responsible for the loan in case the signer can't repay it. Bobby, still not hearing what is being said, speaks up again, saying, that's okay. I'll be the co-signer. Cindy adds, he's very responsible. (laughs) Mr. Goodbody agrees, saying, oh, I'm sure. But then tries one last time, telling the kids that they'll need some collateral. Bobby, not sure what this means, asks, what's that? Mr. Goodbody tells them, well, that's something of real value, you know, like uh, jewelry, uh, real estate, stocks and bonds. Bobby, confused, looks at Cindy, then back at Mr. Goodbody and says, if we had all that stuff, why would we need the loan? (laughs) Mr. Goodbody awkwardly chuckles before finally saying, well, I'd certainly like to help you children. But I'm sure a loan isn't possible for you because of your age. But you are two very charming young people, and you deserve something for coming down here. Bobby and Cindy beam with excitement. He then hands them each a bank, explaining that if they save all their coins, they won't need a loan. Mm-hmm. He then starts them off each with a dime. Hmm. Bobby and Cindy both say, thanks, but are visibly disappointed. They both stand and begin to leave, but Bobby tries one last time asking, instead of $56.23, do you think you could give us a smaller loan? Mr. Goodbody, confused, asks, smaller loan? Bobby looks down at his bank and says, yeah, like $56.03? Mr. Goodbody just laughs. Because he already gave him 20 cents. He did give him 20 cents. So, hang 10 t-shirts spotted by Bobby. Well, it was spotted by me, but Bobby was wearing it. (laughs) (laughs) But I thought it was pretty cool, given the banks. The banks were pretty cool. I thought it was kind of neat. I would love it if the bank gave me that. Shit, I'd Mm -hmm. love it now. (laughs) Yeah. I want a bank. Anyways. um, We're going to the bank tomorrow. Let's go to the bank. We should. We should be like, do you have, like, clear banks? Can can we have a dime? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, <laughs> you know to get us started yeah um i love the character of mr goodbody he's just like he makes all these weird <laughs> funny sounds just tells you, like, well I'm, I'm sure you know it's just he's just such a cool character um um i thought i mean in addition to that i thought the whole scene was really good i just thought it was a really entertaining scene i don't know what there was something about mr good the guy that played mr goodbody playing such a mundane character and they could have mm-hmm. been like a snobby, like, you know, typical uppity banker, but instead he played yeah. it just like a really entertaining guy. I don't know. I thought this was a cool scene. Yeah, he um, explained it pretty well to the kids and all exactly, that. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Plus, you know, I <laughs> I put on here, I love how he wasn't snobby, you know, like you think it like a 
you know, a loan officer or a mortgage person might be, you know, <laughs> you know, his mortgage loan those, officers those, are especially dicks. the ones that are really into sports. Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Like Miami Dolphins or something. Like they're all like, <laughs> I'm, in Miami Dolphins. I'm a mortgage person. You know, the type. <laughs> oh, I think I do. I, I know the type. Yes. <laughs> and they always like Jimmy Klein. You know what I mean? Like, Anyway, scene no, no. six <laughs> in the family room, we see Jan <laughs> crossing over. There you go with your crossing over stuff. This is not stage like movement. <laughs> there, okay. This where was this recorded? In a studio? No, recording a studio is for sound. This was recorded on <laughs> no, it's a. Not. You never heard of a television studio? On a sound. What? Okay, sound stage. Exactly. Thank you. Continue. <laughs> but we're talking about these people like they're people we know mm-hmm. to an audience who <clears> has <throat> never, maybe they've never done stage direction before. And they don't know what crossing over means. So this sounds like I just told them that Jan died. She crossed <laughs> she over. Crossed over. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to miss Jan. <laughs> well, see, now they know what it means because of me. You're welcome. <laughs> see, see, now <laughs> We teach stuff here too. Exactly. We educate. <laughs> we educate. Like we just told them about cosigners and shit too. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Boom. Hmm. So but she you didn't know that. So Jan matriculated to Greg. See, we're using bigger <laughs> words now. In the family room, we see Jan passing away over to Greg. No. <laughs> we see Jan walking over to Greg, asking if he found any of the guys who owe him money. Greg replies, yeah, Harvey. You remember Harvey, right? Yeah. He's the guy who owes me five bucks. Jan quickly asks if he paid him, to which Greg says no. Hmm. She then turns to Marsha, asking how she did with the watch. Marsha, sounding irritated, says no sale. Jan, not believing her luck, asks, what happened? I thought you said that Penny was crazy about the watch. Marsha tells her she was until I told her it was ten bucks. Then she told me I was crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Peter, watching all this unfold, finally asked Jan, what have you been doing? Jan tells him that she went down to the TV station, KBEX, and signed them up for an amateur contest. (laughs) She tells them that it's every Saturday morning and the first prize is $100. All the kids begin reacting with excitement. Jan continues saying, we have to audition our act. Greg, chuckling at the nonsense, asks, what act? Jan suggests that they can sing a little and dance a little, and Bobby and Cindy can be cute and charming. (laughs) Cindy, hating the idea, says that she doesn't want to be cute, and Bobby chimes in saying he doesn't want to be charming either. (laughs) Jan walks her arms. (laughs) Jan crosses her arms, glares at them, and asks, not even to get the platter for mom and dad? Cindy and Bobby look down. Finally, Cindy says, okay, I'll be cute. <laughs> Followed by Bobby saying, I'll be charming. Greg begins to chuckle saying, Jan, you sing along? <laughs> <laughs> I had to throw it in there. I had to throw <laughs> it in awesome. there. <clears throat> we got about as much chance of getting on that show and winning first prize and getting the money as we do of robbing a bank. <laughs> Bobby gets excited saying, hey, Greg points at him somewhat sternly says, forget it. 
Just then the phone rings. Jan runs to answer it with a, hello? (laughs) Yes, this is me. Yes, Mr. Stern. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Bye. She then turns to the rest of the kids and yells, we did it. We got an audition for the amateur contest. All the kids cheer with glee and excitement. Yay. Yay. Okay. And I know you're going to be like, I don't know. I didn't really notice. What the fuck is Jan wearing? I don't know. I didn't really notice. She. It looks like she's wearing one of Cindy's old dresses. Oh, another one of those kind of things. Yeah. Like what Marsha did. But also, I just realized that as they're sitting there, Jan mm. and, and I'm sorry, uh, Cindy and Bobby have the banks that they got from the bank. Like they have them <laughs> in their cool. hand. Like, I mean, that's so cool. I didn't even notice that. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was a good touch. I mean, that's awesome. Scene Seval. Hmm. Out in the garage, we see <laughs> the Brady kids all in a line rehearsing dance steps and Jan counting and one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. The kids surprise Mike, who comes out with his briefcase in hand to go to work, and he spots the kids in the garage. Confused at what the fuck the kids are doing, he loudly asks, what are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) Greg tries to come up with an answer saying, "Uh, Jan's been having some trouble with her bike, and we're just trying to fix it. Then all the kids all run over to the bike as if they're trying to help. Mike simply (laughs) walks around the car and gets in. On the driver's side tack. Oh. Yeah. That's the first. None of that sliding across the seat shit for him. (laughs) Later on, we see Carol come out of the sliding glass door with gloves and a basket. She stops Hmm. in her tracks as she spots the kids in the garage going through their dance steps. When the kids try to finish with a flurry, Bobby trips. This makes them all spot Carol stalking, well, staring at them. Mm -hmm. They all then begin pretending to exercise, some doing jumping jacks while others doing push ups. <laughs> Carol just shrugs and rolls her eyes. That was pretty funny. Yeah. Later still, Alice comes out with a load of laundry to put all the clothes on the clothesline when she hears one, two, three, and one, two, three, kick, one, two. After hearing this, Alice kneels down to the ground and spots the Brady kids' feet going through their dance steps in the garage. Alice hollers out, hey, you kids, what are you doing in there? All the kids stop as Greg shouts, uh, cleaning the garage. (laughs) We then see all the kids feet scurry around (laughs) trying to find something to clean. Alice, confused as hell, asks, cleaning the garage? That was so funny. (laughs) You see like a broom come out of nowhere. Somebody else grabs a rake. (laughs) It's just raking the concrete. (laughs) Yeah. That's pretty funny. All right. So the first part of the scene when Mike comes out Mm -hmm. and they're all in the carport. Like, did you hear the audio there? I did. Yeah. yeah. You hear how loud he had to talk to be picked up? Yeah. Like the mic was like. A mile away. It's like they couldn't put a mic a little closer. I get you wanted to sound far away. You don't want the audio to be like right there on top of it, you know. But, you know, still like get a mic a little closer to him. Jeez, LP. The Um, mic closer to Mike? Yeah. No, closer to Greg. Oh, yeah. Um, Did you notice (laughs) Jan's dance when the scene first opened? She was doing the same dance she did with the pom poms, like the little leg, the little feet kicks on each side. No, I didn't notice that, no. (laughs) 
<laughs> for her little pom pom tryout thing that she was doing. That's funny. Uh, that's funny. Did hmm. you notice that Mike had a flat tire on his car? No. <laughs> yeah, the front passenger side tire was flat. Like, yeah, okay. <laughs> I, I guess the car had been sitting there a while. <laughs> but also, like, most of these dance moves aren't moot, aren't you? I mean, I wrote that when I, as soon as I watched the audition scene, I'm like, wait a minute. None of those were the shit that they practiced in the garage. None of them. <laughs> but I didn't realize they do it for their performance. So scratch that note. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. All right, scene eight. We are now treated to the Silver Platter's rousing rendition of A Sunshine Day, Ooh. complete with marching in place and quick changing of microphone from one hand to another. Jan has the first solo, followed by Cindy. What? 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 No, just the, the marching in place and the quick change with it from one hand to the other. That shit just cracked yeah. me up. Like, that's so corny. It's not even choreography. Like, it's just. <laughs> yeah. What should they do? Oh, march in place? I don't know. Bobby <laughs> then has his chance to get down on it. And after that, it's like Danny Baraducci and then. <laughs> I forget. I forgot, oh. I forgot the girl's name. But, I think yeah. Joni and Chachi were in there somewhere, maybe. <laughs> Then Marsha has her chance to sing solo. After the song is done, the director comes walking over saying, Okay, that's not bad, kids. Thanks. To which Greg says, Thank you. The director then asks the kids what their names were. Greg, always the polite one, begins going through all the siblings' names. The director smiles and rolls his eyes with the ignorance <laughs> of these noobs and asks, Well, you don't have a name for the group? I don't give a fuck what your names are. <laughs> I just got to know what the fuck to say. When we're I got to write this shit on this paper. See this clipboard? I don't write people's fucking names on this. <laughs> After this week, I'm not going to fucking remember you. <laughs> you introduced me all fucking day, but fucking Aunt Sally and sh- Anyway, Greg scoffs saying, yeah. Then looking at the siblings come up with the silver platters. Mmm. The director writes their name down and tells them the rehearsal is at 10 a.m. the next morning, and the show is at 11. Mm. Jan, just now realizing that they got on the show, asked, You mean we're on the show? The director confirms, saying, You're on. The kids all jump up and down, screaming with excitement and glee. Mm-hmm. Kind of like your mom did. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy, did you write that for you to say, but I ended up saying it? No. (laughs) (laughs) But before the kids can get too excited, the director stops them asking, what about costumes? Marsha answers honestly saying, well, we haven't had time to get any. Bobby adds, or any money. The director thinks for a moment, then tells the kids, we have a wardrobe department here at the studio. Studio, see? (laughs) Why don't you show up an hour early tomorrow morning and we'll fix something up. All the kids agree and begin to leave, but Jan asks the director, do you think we have any chance of winning the $100 prize? The director casually says, sure, why not? I don't even remember what you just did. (laughs) (laughs) Sure, why not? And all the kids go apeshit once again. (laughs) So that is Alice's old flame that comes back into town in an earlier episode. Damn! In the, ap- in the episode Alice's that? September song. Damn! Good memory. Hell yeah! 
But also, this looks strangely like the stage Peter performed as Benedict Arnold on. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm sure it's also the same stage yeah. where they set up Alice's bedroom, where they also set up, you know. Well, no, like the actual, like it looks like it was done on the stage because the stage, whenever they show the school, like auditorium, that's a that was an actual auditorium that they performed in. Um, mm. This looks like the stage from that auditorium. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> same kind of curtains and shit, like same color curtains. Um, but also, did you see, did you check out Cindy's stripper boots? No. She had like these really high, like, you know, those stripper boots that had the lace going all the way up the front. It's like, what the fuck? So, Jeez. No. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> Bobby was getting down on that solo. Hell yeah. He was channeling Jackson on that one. That was awesome. <laughs> He was like trying to get people to cry. <laughs> you know, he, he had a single. Mike Lucan had yes. a single come out. Yeah, yeah. No. He did like a whole album, didn't he? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I noticed something. The name of the show is the Pete Stern Amateur Hour, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Mr. Stern is the one that called Jan directly <laughs> saying, like, he handles all that shit, like, with all the contestants. He like runs he the, well, this makes, is local television. I gotcha, but still, like, I mean, he doesn't have, like, assistants for that shit that, you know, or PAs that work, like, on the show. No, that no, this set is, up all the contestants. This is small time tech. This is a tiny little <laughs> television show where the, 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 the guy that runs the star of the show has to call people himself. But yet they have <laughs> they a whole wardrobe talent. department where they can, in an hour's notice, you know, fit six kids with, with identical costumes. <laughs> <laughs> How many did you say when there were six of you? What sizes are all of you? You're not gonna fucking believe what I got. <laughs> you guys get with blue and white? <laughs> we're gonna need a little time to alter, so just come here an hour early. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> amazing how with their live performance right, right. of Sunshine Day. Which was absolutely they- live. Hundred percent. This was they. They had the ability and the timing perfectly down to where they could fade their voices as the music faded down. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they did that up in the mixing booth. Maybe, but and especially how some of them didn't have the microphone anywhere near their mouth at all when they. Oh, it was one point in this. It might have been during uh, Keep On, but Cindy had her microphone like way out to the right. <laughs> it wasn't even near her mouth. She was concentrating on her dancing and she had like way over here. She was holding it like it was an ice cream cone about to drip. <laughs> <laughs> so when it came to singing, she wasn't keeping on. <laughs> she wasn't keeping on. All right. Well, in that case, <clears throat> let's take our second break. All right. <laughs> so we can all unwind because the tension's at a feverish pitch right now, Tag, with this whole silver platter thing. So now I'm getting excited. Exactly. We're about to go on. So it looks like the kids got their break and will be competing for the $100 prize. Mm. Will they dance all through the night in excitement, Tag? No. Or will they keep on, keep on trying to get that money? <laughs> <laughs> We'll be back. (laughs) 
Hey, movie fans! Have you ever wanted just one more adventure from your favorite film heroes? Ever imagined an alternate entry in your favorite movie franchise that didn't suck? Then Sequel Quest is the podcast to make your wildest cinematic fantasies come true. Every episode, Adam, Jeff, and Jeremy pitch imaginary sequels, prequels, and reboots to your favorite movie franchises like E.T. the Extraterrestrial, cult classics like Surf Ninjas and the Monster Squad, famous flops like Jupiter Ascending, how about a third Tim Burton Batman film, or getting back on the ice with the Mighty Ducks. With over 100 episodes in our archives, you'll definitely find a favorite as the SQ crew reminisce about the films and find creative, cool, and wacky ways to continue the fun on the silver screen. Sequel Quest is presented by the Retro Network and can be found on any of your favorite podcast apps. Just search Sequel Quest and prepare yourselves for fake movie fun at its finest. We are back. Ooh, boy, that was a good one. That was mm-hmm. a good one. That's disgusting, Jimmy. Yeah, okay, you were in the bathroom a long time. I was. Yeah. Okay, I don't need to hear. But about you all never that. seen one that kind of—it's so big it kind of looks like the Titanic sinking. No, oh, no, okay. we're not right. doing that. <laughs> nope. <laughs> well, you were. So right. I got a question for you. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> you were there. So, parents' anniversary, okay. I never really uh-huh. grew up with parents, but you did. Yeah. yeah. Somewhat, at least to a certain extent. So I was, yeah. So, yeah. Did you, like, ever do anything for their anniversary? I, Is that a thing for you you and the kids? I honestly never even knew what, that it was their anniversary, unless they were like, hey, tomorrow's my anniversary. <laughs> like, that's, it, it, was, it wasn't a right. big deal around my house. Just like our anniversary is not a big kids? deal around our house. Do your kids like do anything for you? Do they get silver platters and shit for you and your no. wife? Our kids don't even know when our anniversary is. Yeah. Do you know when my anniversary is time? No. <laughs> it's not really. You're not expecting. <laughs> the only people that should know your anniversary is you and your whoever you're married to. Like this, nobody else fucking cares. Right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Not to be mean to you personally. I mm-hmm. mean, it's great. You guys. What do you got? Like 19 years now or something? Um, 18. 18 years. So, I mean, that's awesome. Yeah. And, you know, if I, if I know it's your anniversary, I'll be like, hey, happy anniversary. <laughs> but I'm not going to remember it. I'm not going to get you anything. Right, I'm not right. gonna, it's like, you know, I'm happy for you guys. But, but like, I, still I bitter, feel like there's but. exceptions. Um, like, for instance, uh, Megan's grandparents, I think they're coming up on their 60th wedding anniversary or they just had their 60th yeah, wedding anniversary. Yeah, it's a big one like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but oh, when yeah. you get up to the point where they are. If I'm if I get to the point where I'm celebrating my 60th wedding anniversary, I damn sure better get some gifts. Because <laughs> that means I'm well, like gotta, almost gotta let people old, know. So. You can't do it like like you know you know yesterday was my 60th wedding anniversary tack. I'm like okay, you didn't get me. Well, I don't fucking know when your anniversary. Is. That, that mean, <laughs> if that's the case, that means I'm pushing like 90. <laughs> so I damn sure better get some gifts for for being alive. Yeah, and so. we're still gonna be doing this podcast. Exactly, you know we are. <laughs> um. Yeah, I was gonna, I was right. gonna bring up the same thing. Like, was that ever even a thing? Like, well, I mean, okay, here's a question: Every yeah. year without fail, did you, when you were married, did you get your wife something for her anniversary? 
Yeah. Did you ever, did you always receive something in return? Well, hold on. Let me think back here. Cause my, my marriages didn't ever last long. I think I only went through like, like maybe, I don't, I don't think my longest was like a second anniversary. I, okay. I'm assuming you're talking about just wedding anniversary. Right. Yeah. So my first marriage, we did do a first second marriage. We didn't even make it to a first anniversary. Mm-hmm. And then third marriage, I think we we may have made it to two. I don't think we did. No, we didn't make it to two. Hmm. Almost did, but no. So I don't. So that's one anniversary, really. <laughs> two. Really think about it. So I don't have that much experience dealing with anniversaries. Well, like with us, with me and Megan, <clears throat> we tend to celebrate the landmark ones. You know what I mean? Like every anniversary, like we always say, hey, happy anniversary. We always get each other a card, at least. Yeah. But as far as gifts go, eh, I mean, if there's something Megan wants, she knows she can order it kind of thing. And she'll even tell me, well, I ordered this for our anniversary. And it's like for her um, and yeah. and vice versa. But um, we always try to celebrate the, the big ones. Like the first big one we celebrated was our 10 year anniversary. We went over to Disney. We stayed uh, right near um, what's now um, Disney Springs. At the time, it was downtown Disney. We stayed in one of the hotels adjacent to it. And we were good for like the first night. And um, the next morning, I think we were at either breakfast or lunch. One of us had asked, I wonder how the kids are doing. And then from that point, it was downhill the whole rest of the weekend. Um, Right. The very last night we were there. (laughs) And this, this may, this may ring a bell with you. Um, Hmm. She woke me up at like two in the morning. She's like, Jimmy, I'm like, what's up? (laughs) I threw up. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, and I just kind of rolled over because I didn't understand the joke. <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs> She's like, no, seriously. I thought she was going to put my hand in it. Um, <laughs> She's like, no, seriously. I threw up all over the bed and I sat up and looked and there's puke all over the bed. Like all, I'm hmm. like, oh my God. And so I'm like, what are we going to do? Like, we can't keep sleeping in the bed, obviously. And there was no couch in the hotel room. Like, what are we going to do? Like, we got to go home. <laughs> and it was like 2.30 in the morning. I was like, we got to go home. <clears throat> and so we went down to the front desk and I'm like, I'm really embarrassed to have to tell you this, but my wife's not really feeling good and she threw up all over the bed. <laughs> oh, we'll get a cleaning crew up. I'm like, no, no, you don't understand. You ever seen the exorcist? Like she threw up all over the bed. Right. And, um, and the lady goes, believe me it's not it's not a problem we'll take care of it i'm like no it's soaking through <laughs> like like she she's like no you don't understand you're the last people that are going to be in the hotel room because tomorrow when you check out we're ripping everything out of the hotel room and it's getting completely redesigned i'm like are you serious and she's like yes so tr- you're the last ones that's going to sleep in that bed i'm like oh, wow. oh that's incredible so we just we went home <clears throat> For our 20th anniversary, we were planning a trip to uh, Minnesota, Minneapolis, Minnesota. So our, yep. tw- our, our I'll, I'll solidify our tour dates, you know, when it gets closer. <laughs> uh, but we're going to be in Minneapolis, <laughs> Minnesota to see uh, Snake Discoveries, Reptile Zoo, and stuff like that. Then we're going to go over yep. to D.C. and then come back home. Nice. A um, couple things there. Mm-hmm. So first one, before I forget. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, you were telling your story. Of course, I was listening, but I was also thinking about my first anniversary. So my first anniversary of my first wife, um, I actually wasn't there because I was out at sea and when I was in the Navy. Mm-hmm. So 
I missed that one, but I did. I remember I did like get her a card and I left it with her or something like that one before I left for C and uh, I think a really long letter or something like that. But anyway, <clears throat> another thing. Um, so what you're referring to how it may ring a bell is yeah. that a similar story happened with you and I, when you and I were staying in a hotel room together and <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. no, we were like, I think we were sleeping on your floor for some reason. What, what anniversary I mean, is this? <laughs> Stop. <laughs> like this is back like in middle school. And no, I think yeah, you I had sleeping. spent the night. And, but we were like sleeping on your floor. Yeah, we were sleeping in the living why. room. I think we were, we had made a fort or something. I can't remember what it was. But was it on the, in the so, living room? Really? Yeah, we I'm were. Pretty in, sure it was in your room. No, it wasn't on my bed. It was in the living room. But I can't remember. We were out there because we had made a fort or something. It was. Were we watching a movie yeah, or so something? I can't remember. I ended up like puking. That's because like, you Jerry, know why? Frito pie. Yeah, that's the night I introduced you to Frito pie. Which I like Frito pie. Right, it's good stuff. I could tell by the way I threw it, it all up. But go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, Jimmy, I just threw up. And you were like, huh? I was like, I just threw up. Look. And he looked, he said, cool. And then tried to roll back over. And I was like, no. So I like grabbed your hand. I was going to stick it in it. And you're like, no. And I was like, I just threw up. I don't know why my first instinct was put your hand in. Huh? <laughs> that's just, that's disgusting. <laughs> but yeah. And then you believe and you're like, Gross. <laughs> That's the night that we had the pillow fight and you were acting all dramatic and you were like on your hands and knees, like reaching like you were dying. You're like, uh, and I was like, what is that? What are you doing? No, I can tell you don't remember any of that. It's called acting. But Jimmy. that's the same night though. Yeah, I was acting. <laughs> that's what the throwing up was, Jimmy. I was still sick from getting hit in the head. <laughs> Concussion. Hello. <clears throat> yeah, put two and two together. Dick. Oh. All right. So are we ready to get back into this? Right. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. I love how we went from our anniversary to you throwing up on my floor. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So when we left off, the kids got their big chance to compete for the $100 cash prize to pay for the silver platter they got for their parents' anniversary. Will mm. they win or will it be back to the drawing board? <laughs> Well, let's see. Let's get back into this. Scene nine. <clears throat> Jan enters the kitchen where we see Carol sitting at the table doing, surprise, surprise, needlepoint. <laughs> Jan says, how pretty. Carol says, yeah, it's a mosaic stitch. It's really very easy. Jan says, show me how. Carol begins to teach her daughter how to do this important skill. When Mike walks in and says, hey, what a charming domestic scene. The family that knits together, fits together. <laughs> Carol laughs and says, oh, that was a good one. Except this isn't knitting. Mike says, well, well I couldn't think of anything that rhymes with needlepoint. Carol just laughs. <clears throat> just then the phone rings. Mike walks over to answer it. Mike says, hello. It's the department store salesman on the phone, and he asks, I'd like to speak to Miss Jan Brady, please. Mike tells him to wait just a moment. He walks the phone over to Jan and says, Jan, a gentleman wishes to converse with you. <laughs> I have to warn you. I'll be forced to thrash you. That's what that sounded like. Anyways. Um, <laughs> well, I think the reason why I said it like this is because the guy was like, 
I'd like to speak to a Miss Jan Brady. Oh, okay. So he's okay. like, oh, a gentleman would like to converse with you. Yeah. Yeah. Thinking, you know, it's a teenager or whatever. Yeah. Um, Mike says, I think it's one of your boyfriends whose voice is changing. Jan takes mm-hmm. the phone and says, hello. The man says, hello, Miss Brady. <laughs> this is Alfred Bailey at the department store. The silver salesman. Jan thinking quick on her feet. Well, she's sitting, but okay. <clears throat> to not raise suspicion from her parents says, oh, hi, Alfie. Hmm. Alfred seemingly seemingly confused. Let me do it again. Alfred seemingly confused says, uh, "Miss Brady, you were supposed to bring in the fifty six dollars and twenty three cents today for the engraving on your platter. Uh, have you forgotten?" Jan, still keeping up the charade, <laughs> <laughs> says, "Oh, how could I forget you, Alfie?" Alfred, still confused, says, Mrs. Brady, you promised to make that payment today. Jan says, I'm sorry, Alfie, but I just can't make it today. I promise I'll be there tomorrow. Alfred says, with the payment? Jan says, yes. Alfred goes on. We accept cash, you know. Jan says, groovy. It's a date. Bye. Jan then hangs Hmm. up the phone. Carol asks, who's Alfie? A new boyfriend? Jan says, no, I'd say he's more of an acquaintance. Carol asks, nothing special, huh? Jan says, no, after tomorrow, I'll probably never see him again. Hmm. Mike asks. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say he's been so fast. Here, that's Jan right. Brady. Wait till the next anniversary. Um, <laughs> Mike asks, you know that in advance? Jan awkwardly says, hmm. I guess I'm fickle. And she gets up <laughs> and walks out of the room. Mm. It reminded me of a story real quick, just real fast. Um, yeah. <laughs> because the way Jan is, is like, oh, hi, Alfie. She's like, you know, beca- and you had said, well, that's how he's talking on the phone. So Mike was like a gentleman. You know, anyways. Yeah. I f- let me f- let me preface this by saying to this day, I feel horrible. I've apologized and I still feel terrible about it. Let me <laughs> okay. preface it by saying that. Right. Right. So my sister got a phone call one day. I pick up the phone and I'm like, hello. Mm-hmm. And this person in the line goes, may I speak to Kelly, please? Like that, right? Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so I answer. <laughs> God. Yeah, I'll get her. Hold on a second. <laughs> and it turned out the girl had had an emergency tracheotomy in a car accident. Yeah. <laughs> where she lost her parents. Oh and I God. felt horrible to this day. I felt bad. And my sister's <laughs> looking at me. She goes, Oh my God, you did not just do that. I'm like, what? Like <laughs> they were talking like that. She's like, she can't help it. So they told me the story later on and I apologized to her. I felt terrible. I felt absolutely awful, <laughs> but it's, it's one of those things where you feel about this big. I thought my sister was screwing with me and she wasn't screwing with me. Like, <laughs> I did something similar too. Like I remember when we first moved to Eisenhower, well to Decatur and it was my first day at Eisenhower, you know, and then I'm going like to one of my first classes and then it, I think it was my first class and I couldn't get my locker to open. Mm-hmm. So oh, I, I remember carry, yeah, like, those my lockers were weird. with me. Yeah. It was one of those old school lockers where it had like one combination. Like, you know, you didn't put a yeah. lock on it yourself. 
Right. And um, so I couldn't get the locker door open, so I had to carry my book bag with me. Right. And so the teacher, I'm walking to the classes before class starts, and she's like, she's like, why are you carrying your, your book bag? And I was like, because <laughs> oh, I, I couldn't. I couldn't get the locker open. She goes, oh, okay. I was like, okay. So I sit down, and then class starts, and she goes, okay, class. <laughs> She's like, reminding everybody that she lost oh her voice. <laughs> Obviously, it wasn't as bad. Like, you fucked up way worse than me. It was horrible. I st- I'm telling you, I know I'm chuckling a little bit. I still feel bad to this day. I feel horrible. <laughs> I get I get one more quick one yeah. real quick. <laughs> it's very quick. Of stupid things that you've said to somebody where you shouldn't have. I'll probably have more, but I was gonna tell this one. Um <laughs> I was at my dad's <laughs> for the summer. And <laughs> so the phone rings and I'm like, I'll get it. So I'm like, I must have been like, I don't know, 13, 14, I don't know. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, you know, I'm like, hello. <laughs> and uh I don't hear anything. And I'm like, hello. And, but I feel like I hear breathing or something on the phone. <laughs> and then, so then I just go, pussy. <laughs> and I hang the phone up. And so probably like a half hour later, my stepmom comes to me. She's like, did someone call here? Like, did you answer the phone? Somebody called here? And I was like, yeah, but I didn't hear anybody on the line. Like, you know, they could hear you, right? And I was like, what are you? I was like, what are you? I don't, I don't, mistake, accident, did. You know, I'm just like, I don't, okay, all right. I just kind of walked away. I was like, oh my God. It was like somebody from her work or something was trying to call her. That's amazing. That's like one more real quick one for me, too. When my dad was alive, he had a boss and his boss's name was George, right? So my dad yeah. looks at me. I was I was in third grade, right? My dad looks at me and he goes, hey, I need you to do me a favor. I'm like, what's that? Because he was in the middle of doing something. He was supposed to call his boss and he didn't have time. He had to do something else unexpected. He's like, I need you to call and see if George is home. I said, like, okay. <clears throat> so I pick up the phone. I'm like, hello? And he's like, yeah, hello? I'm like, hey, is George home? He's like, <laughs> his wife was like, Oh, uh, yeah, he's right here. You want to speak to him? No, I just want to know if he was home. <laughs> My dad was so pissed. He's like, why would you do that? Because like, I wanted to know if he was home. I didn't know if you were going to his house. I don't know. <laughs> he's like, I wanted to speak to him. I was like, you didn't say that. You just asked if he was home. Yes, he's home. Like, <laughs> <laughs> We got to move All on. Right. <laughs> but anyways, I thought it was funny because the, the thing that they're stitching is the California flag. Oh, I didn't even notice that. Yeah. But now that I remember, I do remember seeing a bear. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. But also, like, <laughs> I love how the kids have absolutely no plan B whatsoever. Like, if they don't win this, they are <laughs> they have no clue what they're going to do. Well, they're just going to tell her, hey, you know, we did have an awesome gift for you. <laughs> and they're, they're going to describe it really well to them. Uh-huh. Maybe even bring them down to the store to show them. This is what we're going to get you, but, you know. We well, they're going to use that kid logic where they hope if they ignore it, just goes away. You know, kind of <laughs> like dirty clothes. Maybe, like, he'll still give it to us anyway, even though <laughs> the guy at the store, the store knows we tried and we were on TV. So. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. Uh, scene 10. 
The next day, the kids all try to sneak down the stairs and out of the house. Just as they almost make it to the door, Alice spots them and pretends to run along with them and asks, where are we all going? <laughs> the kids all scream. All scream. All scream. Alice continues. Alice continues. What's everybody doing up so early on a Saturday morning? Greg says, oh, uh, we're going to football game. I'm going to play and they're all going to watch. <laughs> Their kids nod in agreement. Alice says, football at this hour? Marcia says, yeah, because we want to get good seats. The kids all nod once again in agreement. <laughs> they all whisper goodbye to Alice and they head out the front door. After they leave, Alice says to herself, now, why don't I believe them? Hmm. So this is interesting because they don't have to be at the studio until 10 and Greg right. drives. So yeah. it probably isn't any, if it's before nine, I'm going to be shocked. It's probably like nine 30 that they're leaving. But Alice makes a comment saying okay. up so early on a Saturday. So does that mean the Maybe kids they all sleep till like noon? Yeah. <laughs> those kids, the, the, the Brady kids actually sleep in on Saturdays. Like what about Saturday morning cartoons? Is that not a thing? I, I, it's definitely a thing back then, huh. for sure. <clears throat> okay. no, but I guess that the fact they're all dressed and walking out the door at nine thirty or whatever. I guess. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Scene eleven. Back in the family room, Alice once again on the phone with her friend Kay to explain the stories. Well, remember when Horace broke up with Bianca to marry Evelyn? Only she didn't want to leave Albert while he was still in the hospital. Well, Horace just had a gallbladder attack. Yeah. Oh, jeez. They had this. <laughs> yeah, they had to take him to the hospital and they're putting him in the same room with Albert. Oh, my God. Alice pauses for a second and says, Albert's going to flip out. Yeah, he is. He always does. <laughs> That's so stupid. Now, wait a minute. I just remembered something. Horace had his gallbladder out episodes ago. Ugh, I've had it with this show. I'll call you back, Kay. Bye. Kay. She hangs up the phone, starts changing the okay. dial on the TV, and says, maybe I can find a rerun of a rerun I haven't seen. She continues to flip through the station and stops on the Pete Stern Amateur Hour. Mm. Alice seemed fixed on the show and takes a seat to watch. Pete Stern says... Now, for our final act, we have six kids, three boys and three girls. A matched set, you might say. <laughs> they call themselves the Silver Platters. And here they are. The kids all come out onto the stage dressed in similar blue and white outfits. They all take their places and pick up their mics. <clears throat> the song kicks in and they begin to dance to the music. Old March. No, this one they actually dance. Okay. Alice yeah. finally notices that it's the kids on the show and says, the silver platters? That's the the Mrs. Brady. Alice jumps up and calls for Mike and Carol, who are just in the next room. Alice tells them, come quick, the kids are on television. Carol asks, what kids? Alice says, yours, his, ours, come quick. Confused, <laughs> Mike and Carol get up and go into the family room to see. Mike argues and says, I thought you said they had a football game. Alice says, that's what they said. Mike, Carol, and Alice all gather around the TV to watch them perform. 
the kids are performing Keep On. Mike, with a big grin, says, Why didn't they tell us about this? Carol asks, Where did they get those costumes? The kids continue to melt the faces off anybody watching. Mike, Carol, and Alice are dancing and enjoying the performance. <laughs> Once the performance is over, Pete's turn comes back on and gives them a hand and says, How about that? The silver platters. Great job, kids. He then asks the kids, in the event you win, how are you going to divide the $100? Jan says, well, the first $56 goes to the man at the department store. Pete Stern says, well, that's a pretty big cut for a guy who didn't even sing. <laughs> he then laughs at his own joke towards the camera. Jan goes on. Well, you see, we bought a silver platter for our mom and dad's anniversary. Bobby cuts in and says, she thought it was 85 cents for the whole engraving, but actually it was 85 cents for each letter. Cindy chimes in and says, we can't get the platter because we're broke. Back at home, Mike and Carol just look at each other. Pete Stern says, well, good luck, kids. The kids thank him and leave the stage. Pete Stern goes on. Now let's see how they did on the old applause meter. An assistant walks out and hands Pete Stern a piece of paper. Pete goes on. Now just a moment while I check the figures. Meanwhile, back at home, Alice says, Oh, they just gotta win. It'd be a shame if they can't get you your gift. Carol says, Alice, we just got our gift. Oh. <laughs> Mike says, We sure did, honey. Oh. I got a little toothache in there. That was yeah, so right? sweet. Back in the studio, Pete Stern says, well, starting with a third prize, this beautiful plaque goes to the silver platters. Oh. Back at home, Alice stands up and says, third place? We got gypped. And she turns off the TV. Actually, in a, in kind of a huff. Kind of. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Here we go. Alice then says, It's the last time I ever watched that crooked channel. Hmm. Back in the studio, the kids all walk out from backstage to accept their prize. Pete Stern, like a dick, says, As you can see, there's plenty of room and we'll have all of your names engraved on it. <laughs> what a dick. Jan asks, Engraved? Cindy asks, How much do you charge per letter? Pete Stern just laughs and says, let's give them another round of applause. The kids then leave the stage. Hmm. So Alice didn't recognize her old fling from high school on TV. That's weird. Well, especially since it's called, you know, the Pete Stern amateur yeah. hour. Like you think that would have rung a bell too. Yeah, right. But yeah. Um, so hmm. we're finally seeing the dance moves from the garage. That's that all makes sense to me now. Cause at first I was like, what the fuck? This isn't what they're doing. <laughs> um, <laughs> but also that sucks. I guess Greg is going to have to sell weed. <laughs> sell a stash and, no and chips and what potato chips, like, like snacks. Oh, oh. <laughs> and, all right. Scene 12 back at home. The kids walk in through the front door in disappointment. They see Mike and Carol on the couch, and Greg greets them. The kids start to head up the stairs, but Carol says, Hey, wait a minute. The kids all stop, and Carol goes on, How was the football game? Did you win? 
Bobby says, we came in third. Mike and Carol look at each other and smile. <laughs> Mike says, third? That must have been some football game. Jan looks at Greg and says, we might as well tell them. She looks at Mike and Carol and she says, we weren't at a football game. You see, we wanted to get a present for your anniversary. Something really special, but I goofed. Mike smiles and says, something special, eh? Mike reaches down, pulls out the platter and says, you mean something like this? Aww. The kids all look wide-eyed and all begin asking questions at once. Carol says, well, your friend Alfie called today about <laughs> your breaking your date with him. So we kept it for you. Aww. Carol go on a date with Alfred? I, th- I think she didn't pay for that $56, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> right. The kids all begin to talk at once again. Mike says, well, we thought it was the least we could do after that fine performance you gave. <laughs> huh? Jen asks, you saw the show? Carol beams with pride and says, you were all just terrific. Marcia says, but we didn't win the $100. Bobby says, Patty's prancing poodles won. Greg says, we lost to a dog act. Cindy says, I bet we could have won if we did like they did. Mike asks, yeah? What's that? Bobby says, sat up and begged the audience for applause. <laughs> then he gets down on the ground and pretends to be a begging dog. <laughs> <He's> <laughs> <laughs> he even like barks and everything. And then freeze frame. <laughs> so instead of acting like a monkey, Bobby graduated to a dog. <laughs> Is that a step up from a monkey? I don't know. Well, a monkeys are more accepted, so I guess. Um, but it was really funny if you catch Cindy. She like, <laughs> it's like she doesn't know what to do, so she pets him on the head like he's a dog. It's just funny. Um, <laughs> but also, Peter was wearing a straight up blouse. <laughs> like, I don't know if you That's noticed that. Surprising. But he's wearing that one <laughs> no, that he wears that has all the shit on the front, like the, the embroidery stuff on the front. It's, you described every shirt every yeah. man wears in that show. It's like it's a straight up blouse. <laughs> so, yeah. Scene 13. Later in the den, Mike is sitting in a chair reading a book. Cindy and Bobby walk in. Bobby says, hey, Dad, we just want to thank you for paying for our present to you and Mom. Mike says, oh, I didn't. You guys paid for the platter. Cindy says, yeah, but... You paid for the engraving. Bobby says, and we're going to pay you back. Mike smiles and says, well, we'll talk about another time, okay? Bobby insists and says, really, Dad, we are. Cindy suggests, yeah, maybe this afternoon. Mike asks, how are you going to raise $56 by this afternoon? Cindy says, we got a plan. Bobby agrees and says, you see, remember when you told us about banks and getting loans? Mike says, yeah. Bobby goes on. Well, we went to the bank and tried it. Mike laughs and says, you tried to get a loan? Bobby says, Mm. yeah. We couldn't because we didn't have any collateral. Cindy says, but we do now. Mike asks, what's the collateral? Bobby says, the silver platter we gave you and mom. Mm. Mike just rolls his eyes and laughs. (laughs) So look at... Bobby using big words like collateral. Oh, shit. Because <laughs> he learned what it was today. Yeah. Or the other day. And yeah. that is the end of the episode. It's the end of the episode. That was a good so, one. 
Mm-hmm. That was a classic episode. So my question to you is, yes. did you notice something different about this episode? Like something was missing. Missing? Yes. Um, no. At the end of it all, I was like, what the hell? And so I was like, so I went back through the episode and kind of scrubbed through each little scene. Mm-hmm. And I was like, huh. But did you notice? Well, I thought originally Peter had zero lines in the whole episode. Okay. But in, I guess, one of the episodes, one of the scenes. In the den. No, in I the guess, uh, family room. He's like, what did you do, Jan? Yeah. Yeah. He had one line. Why did Peter only have one line in the entire episode? Uh-huh. Because they try to space out every kid he has the same amount of lines in every episode. Well, also, if you notice the when he when he said that line, he said he sounded like his voice cracked really bad. Mm. So it's possible he may not have felt good. Yeah, probably. But just uh, was interesting. Yeah. I was like, huh? Peter didn't have any fucking lines. Huh. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, I have an email to read. I have an email to read. Heed. I have an email to read, Jimmy. Okay, so I got this email to read, and it is from our good friend Jenny. Nice. Yeah. So Jenny says, well, her subject is catching up on the pot. On so what? She goes, pot? <laughs> like the drug? <laughs> on the pod, like podcast. Oh, okay. I was going to say, she's <laughs> hanging out with Greg. Hmm. <laughs> She says, hey, Tack and Jimmy. <laughs> and then she goes, we fade in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm behind on the pods, so I'm just listening to Greg's triangle. Mm. Nice job on the golf talk. Between that and surfing, <laughs> you guys are on it. <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, we used to work in, at a surf shop, so we got that part. <laughs> she goes, in fact, Jimmy was talking about the surfboard in the car. I had no idea what any of that meant. I thought to myself... <laughs> She goes, I thought to myself, oh my God, is this what the guys think when when normal sport references come up? (laughs) And then I giggled. (laughs) The best part about the golf talk was all the ball, shaft, and knuckle references. (laughs) I, like you guys, have the mind of a 12-year-old boy. Good. That's awesome. That's the best mind to have. (laughs) As always, keep up the great work. Have a sunshine day. Jenny. <laughs> Jenny's and I told awesome. her uh, a 12 year old mind is a terrible thing to waste. So. It is. It really <laughs> is. Yeah. So it's also you, a terrible Jenny. thing to lose because that means you lost the rest of the 12 year old too. So. And that's just not good. That's, I mean, that's like an Amber alert. I think it is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's funny because I have um, a five year old, a 12 year old and a 15 year old. Yeah. That's it. That's, that's funny. No. Um, <laughs> And my, my, uh, my 12 and 15 year olds are at those ages, you know what I mean? Like yeah, <laughs> those immature ages. So of course I'm capitalizing on this. Like there's no tomorrow, but cause you only get <laughs> right. one chance at this. Right. And so I'm showing them like Beavis and Butthead and like all that kind of stuff. Like we're watching things like dude, where's my car <laughs> and dumb and dumber and Wayne's world. <laughs> right. And you know, I got to capitalize. So like now my son is, he's, he's starting to get it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like somebody will say something like hard or something. He'll be like, <laughs> and he'll chuckle and I'll look at him like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. My son gets those sexual references too. Yeah. 
And um, but one thing my son does not tolerate, and you'll know that I'm a little bit on his side with this, mm-hmm. is like fart and poop jokes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not big on fart and poop jokes. I know. Um, and my son does not tolerate them at all. He just The way like, you feel about no. fart and poop joke is the way I feel about friends. Like, <laughs> oh my like God, so, I'm your friend. Like, Ron is your friend. It's so and, overrated. Like, <laughs> it's really not that funny. It's not nearly as funny or as good as people think it is. That's how you feel about farts, about fart jokes. I just feel like fart jokes are like cheap. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, well, I mean, sarcasm is cheap. Like, there's a saying, sarcasm is the most, uh, what is it? The, I'm going to fuck it up if I try to remember. (laughs) Sarcasm is the lowest form of... Sarcasm is the lowest form of wit. I had a friend of mine who used to say it all the time. Um, Okay. And I feel like you feel that way about poop, but it couldn't be more... I mean, think about it. You have air that comes out of your butt so loud that people hear it. And at the same time, it smells like shit. So everybody knows they're about to smell shit. Like, that's funny. I get the comedy in it. I, I can get tell. it. And <laughs> like, I don't need to explain to me. Like, I get that. And I, it's not like I don't think some of those jokes are funny. Yeah, sometimes they're funny. Um, but, <laughs> like, sometimes it's just like, eh, we could probably get a gotten better joke in there somewhere. Or uh, not <laughs> you and me, but, like, if you're watching something, and be like, oh, no, eh. I've, I've ran into that before, too, where, like, a movie will throw in a fart joke, and you're just like, Really? Like yeah. like a good example for me is in Austin Powers at one point yeah. where he meets Fat Bastard. Right? And like yeah. he's like he's like, I farted. Or whatever. Like, come on, you can come up with something better than that. Like, <laughs> that, part, that, part, that part actually made me chuckle. <laughs> oh, did it? Oh, yeah, just I was just like, come on, that's funny. <laughs> but yeah. I don't know how we got into this talk, but oh, talking 12 about year old yeah. jokes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fart and poop. We're talking about Jenny. Come on, get your head out my, of your um, ass. <laughs> my daughter, my my twelve year old, came up and she goes, "Dad, I don't get all the sixty nine jokes in movies." Oh, <laughs> that's like, good, what honey. Do you, what do you say to that? <laughs> um, just tell her it's for now. Just say it's a sexual position. It's just a sex joke about a sex position. But also, since we're talking about Jenny in this email, I got news for Jenny. What's that? This coming weekend, the weekend of the the fifth. Yeah, I'm going to a football game. You're going to a football game, American football, football, like not soccer. Like what football game are you going to? Well, my my nephew, you know, you you know my nephew Danny. Yeah, his son. Well, apparently, my nephew Danny is the football coach at a middle school. Right. Okay. His son is in high school. Landon is in high school. And um, his football team is playing Cocoa Beach High School. So my brother is like, hey, you guys want to come out and hang out at the game? I'm like, sure. I usually don't do it unless it's like the World Series or something. But, you know, I can go out there. That's not a problem. So the World Series. Wow. Yeah. Like they'd have that for high school. Yeah, that's cool. So, you get a lot of you get a lot of strikes and stuff like that. That'd be yeah. cool. I mean, cheer them on. I mean, I, I get it. It's I mean, ha ha ha. Like you know, the World Series. Like we don't have ice skating rinks down here. We don't really have high school <laughs> hockey teams. So, I mean, 
<laughs> Jenny's at home going, what? Guys, come on. Stop. Anyways. Stop it. Stop it. Yeah. <laughs> she's, she's, she's pointing her finger through like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Well, that's good anyways, though. Yes. That'd be cool. It's been it's been a long time since I even I've been to like a high school football game, watching all the home runs and stuff like mm-hmm. that. That'd be cool. Yeah, right. cheer them on and be like, get a home run, get a yeah. home run. You know, that'd be cool. And then the teams triumph by p- kicking an oblong ball through a big H. It's the most ripping <laughs> victory. No, but you're woman, yeah. more than welcome to come if you want. Oh yeah, after yeah, you gotta work. <laughs> but. What's that? Uh, I gotta work probably. But anywho. Oh, okay. All right, so let's remind our little listeners there that we still have a contest in play. We do. We do, we do. So we have our second anniversary t-shirt contest. Yes, yes. Little competition thingy, rules and such. So what we're asking from our listeners is to send an email to the show with a subject second anniversary Mm t-shirt. Come up with a unique idea for a t-shirt design for the yeah. show uh rules are it's got to be funny mm-hmm. uh can't have any images from the show mm-hmm. um and the best idea um will be designed and sent to the winner on a shirt <laughs> we're not going to send your email back to you that's not <laughs> you win here's your email like we're not doing that how no. funny would that be <laughs> That would be hilarious. Um, <laughs> but no, what will happen is Tack will design the shirt because Tack has designed, and right. he doesn't like the tutus on horn, but he's to, all the shirts you see on our on our store, <laughs> all three of them, um, <laughs> Tack's designed. He draw, draws it with his own you know, left hand and everything. Um, <laughs> and so what Tack will do is he'll take the idea, kind of internalize it, and then, you know, Put it, put out a, a design that we'll put on the shirt, and then we'll reveal it, and then the uh, the winner will get sent that shirt. Indeed, <laughs> and we've already had some entries in so far, and there's some there's some good ones. Is there? There's some really are good we, ones. Are yeah. we going to reveal any of them, or are we just are we going to talk about that off air? Um, I don't know. I don't know. We'll send some more we'll in, do, and maybe we'll. Send. This is what I think we should do, and feel free to disagree. I okay. think we should. We'll talk about it all off air. We'll wait till all the submissions come in. And then when we announce the winner, we'll also announce some runners up just so that they get their idea put out. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And that way, if the people are like, oh my God, I like that runner up idea. Okay. Then maybe we can explore, you know, if enough people say, I really, really like, you know, Jim Larison's idea, then, Mm -hmm. you know, not that Jim Larison wouldn't win. (laughs) I'm just using his name as an example. Um, Speaking of which, I totally forgot to say this episode was brought to you by Jim Larison. Of course. Yeah. Thanks again. Um, so like if, if everybody really likes one of the runner up ideas, then yeah, we're totally down for making that shirt too. And we can probably send them their shirt too. So if your idea is used, we'll send you a shirt. Yeah. Yeah. So the contest is running right now and runs until November 21st by midnight Eastern standard time. And the winner will be announced on November 30th episode. And that's the day after my birthday Mm, and nine days before tax. No. 10 days before tax days. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's cool. Neato, neato chicken burrito. (laughs) All right. As you know, we did here. We had fun here today. Don't be offended. We do love the show and we're not racist or sexist. No, we are not. We would like to personally thank our producers from Patreon without you. This couldn't be possible. And of course we're talking about Jen and Jimmy. No, Jimmy Mm. and Jen, Jimmy. It's not Jimmy. I'm Jimmy. 
You're Jimmy. I'm Tack. Jenny and Jim. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> the OPs. Because you guys are the first ones to uh, to get that ball rolling, and we will uh, forever be in your debt. So we do appreciate it. And also, we have a new producer. We have a new boss. Did we announce this last week already? I think it just got I have no idea. Over. But I'm trying to act excited because there's two exclamation points. <laughs> that makes it exciting. Go ahead. Keep going. All right. Jill S. I don't know her last name. This tech keeps that stuff private. But Jill S. Uh-huh. is a new producer, which is awesome. That's great. Yeah. Yes, definitely. Welcome. Welcome. Heck welcome yeah. To the show. It's awesome. We're also, we're, we're, we, me and tech talk all the time about stuff we can do for the, the Patreon. And we have something really exciting coming up <laughs> that we're probably going to drop to the Patreon subscribers early. Right. Yeah. But yeah, Tack and I have something very exciting coming up that we're mm-hmm. going to drop to the Patreon subscribers a week early. Hell and, yeah. um, yeah, this is ex- for me and Tack. This is huge, exciting. So this is great. So yeah, mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's awesome. But I, I, w- I want so bad to tell everybody right now. I really do. I just but don't want to jinx anything. So. I was just about to say that. I don't, I really don't want to jinx it because I'm afraid if I yeah. say something, then the the powers that be will be like, no, screw you. You said something. Now you can't <laughs> right. have it. So, yeah. I I, I hope. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I hope. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. So in that case, uh, we have some homework assignments for you guys. Mm-hmm. Not to sound like that teacher. But we got some homework assignments. Jimmy, you forgot to assign homework. (laughs) It's the first day. Your first homework assignment is to check out the website at www.averybradypodcast.com. Do a rate and review on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, or CastBox. Tell two friends about the show. Or if you don't like the show, tell your (laughs) (laughs) in-laws. Send an email to the show just like Jenny did and tell us if you like or dislike the show at everybradypodcast at gmail.com. Join the Facebook group and join in the conversation and the fun at a very Brady Facebook group. If you'd like to be a producer, just like Jill, check out the Patreon at patreon.com slash Podcast. Check out our Insta at Podcast. Ooh, you sound like a little millennial donor, or Gen Z. Yeah, I, almost, I almost took a selfie when I said that, almost. <laughs> Follow us on Facebook and get real-time updates. If I have to put something out, that's where it's going to be. Go check out the Retro Network. If you like this show because the whole nostalgic feeling, it makes you feel kind of good in your tummy and stuff, you will love the Retro Network. I mean, they they do shows talking about old toys you played with when you were kids and, you know, all that. It's a great network. It's a great group of podcasts. Great guys. They're awesome. So, uh, yeah, definitely check that out. And where can they check that out? At theretronetwork.com. All right, check out our T Public store for merch. Like I was saying, there's a uh, a shirt in there that looks like a metal band, but it's silver platters. Check yeah. that out. And the link is in the description below. Also, very last and very not least, if you don't do anything on this list, do this last one. Go hmm. go watch the Brady Bunch. Go watch the Brady Bunch. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know you want to watch it. You know you listen to this this podcast and you haven't seen this shit in years. You know know you're like, I remember this episode. I watched this episode when I was in high school when I came home from school and I wouldn't do my homework right away because I want to watch the Brady Bunch. Just go watch the Brady Bunch. Damn. 
So why are you gonna be like that? Exactly. Why are you gonna be like just watch a Brady? Go watch a Brady bunch. <laughs> Stop fighting. And, and so Tack now is yeah. gonna tell you where you can start. Tack, take it away. That's right. Thank you, Jimmy. On the next episode, season four, episode 17, Bobby's Hero. Bobby becomes obsessed with Jesse James. Mike and Carol don't approve of his new hero and try to find a way to convince him that Jesse James was nothing but a mean, dirty killer. Mm. Mm. I remember that episode. Yes. Yep. All right. So did you have anything else, Tag? Anything else I you want to talk about or sing or anything like that? No, I think we just need to keep on, keep on, keep on, <laughs> keep on going on through the night. Cool. All right. In that case, I have been Jimmy. And I've been Tack. And this has been a very great podcast. And we will see you on another sunshine day. Keep smoking. This has been a presentation of the Retro Network.